A big hello and warm welcome to the sixth episode of Math is Fun with Vivek. In the fifth episode, we had discussed the properties of geometric progression and how we can find out the sum of given number of terms as well as infinite converging series without remembering any formula. I had also spoken about a term math sense, a term that I use to describe an intuitive feel a common sense, a general idea about numbers, expressions, or possible solutions for a given problem. I have received many mails from people on this topic. Some have appreciated it, while some have asked for more tips on how to develop better math sense. My recommendation to them is that do not try to do mathematics using memorized formulas, but try to use first principles more often. Second important thing is to think of a problem for multiple angles, as mathematics has this inherent beauty that one can reach same solution from different approaches. Using multiple approaches improves your math sense and after some time it becomes your second nature. Using both sides of our brains in doing mathematics also helps in improving the math sense. I also suggest to my students to avoid using paper and pencil sometimes and try to solve the problems using only your mind. You can do this even during morning walk or before the sleeping time. This will help you immensely in improving your mathematical skills and developing a genuine love for maths. Some of you may know that after mathematics, my second love is Hindi poetry and I run another podcast named Hindi Poems by Vivek, which is quite popular on Ghana app and available on all major music and podcasting apps. In poetry, we have short syllable that is counted as 1 and long syllable that is counted as 2. In Hindi and Sanskrit, we call them Laghu and Dirgh Matra respectively. For example, Ka is Laghu or short, but Ka is Dirgh or long syllable. So my name Vivek has three short syllables. But why am I telling you these things today on math podcast? Well, let me bring in some mathematics here. Suppose I want to write a verse with a fixed number of syllables. Then there can be several permutations of short and long syllables which can add up to that. How can you find out the exact number of these permutations? Let us find it out for some small numbers and see if there is a pattern. If we want total matras as 1, then there is only one way. We have to use one short syllable. But if we want 2, then we can use either two short syllables or one long syllable. So there are two ways. Similarly, we can get 3 in 3 ways by using short long or long short or short short short. We can get 4 by using long long, long short short, short long short, short short long or short 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 short. Total 5 different ways. So we have 1, 2, 3, 5 so far. Do we see a pattern? Well, honestly it is difficult to see unless you already know this series. We will need more terms and getting more terms will get more and more tedious as number of permutations grow rapidly 
with higher terms. But there is another way. We can get n number of matras by adding either a long syllable to n minus 2 or a short syllable to n minus 1 matras. So if the number of permutations for getting n minus 2 matras and n minus 1 matras are known, then the number of permutations for getting n matras is nothing but the sum of these two. And voila, we can just keep writing the number of permutations with this knowledge or math sense. As we already estimated that the number of permutations for 1 and 2 matras are also 1 and 2, therefore for 3 it will be 1 plus 2, that is 3, and for 4 it will be 2 plus 3, that is 5, and for 5 it will be 3 plus 5, that is 8, and for 6 it will be 5 plus 8, that is 13. And we can go on like this to create this beautiful sequence that is 1, 2, 3, 5, 8, 13, 21, 34, 56 and so on. Now does this sequence look familiar to you? Can you tell me the name of this sequence or the name of the mathematician who first suggested this? Well, why don't you think for 5 seconds and tell me. Your time starts now. Did you say Pingala or Virahanaka or Gopala or Hemachandra? No? Or did you say Fibonacci? Well, that is how most of the people know it today. This sequence is commonly called Fibonacci sequence. In this sequence, each term is sum of two previous terms. However, this sequence has been quoted in Indian texts for a very long time. The first reference to this sequence was found in the work of Pingala in 400 BC or about 2500 years back. The famous book on dramatics and dance, Natya Shastra by Bharat Muni also makes a reference to this sequence. And that was also about 2000 years back. Hemachandra, however, gave the most clear commentary on this sequence about 1000 years back when he said that the sum of the last and the one before the last is the number of the next matra vrata. So now you know why I started today's topic with a reference to poetry. This beautiful sequence came in because of poetry. By the way, most of the work by Indian mathematicians was composed as Sanskrit verses so that it could be passed on to students easily. And therefore, our great mathematicians were good poets too. Now let us come back to Pingala Hemachandra Fibonacci series as it is called now in many western universities to give the due credit to Indian mathematicians. But unfortunately most Indian mathematics books continue to deny the credit to our own people even today. Fibonacci or Leonardo Pisano meaning Leonardo of Pisa was born around 1170 in Pisa, Italy. His father was a wealthy merchant who represented merchants of the Republic of Pisa who were trading in Algeria. It was in Algeria where Leonardo first learned the Hindu numeral system from Arabic translations. He travelled extensively around the Mediterranean area and studied different numerical systems and methods of calculation. Fibonacci realised the big advantage of the Hindu numeral system compared to Roman numeral system. 
Later, he wrote a book called Liber Abasi, meaning Book of Calculation, a book on the Hindu Arabic numerals and their use in arithmetical operations and practical problems. The book was widely copied and it was instrumental in popularizing the Hindu Arabic numeral system in Europe, including the use of the digits 0 to 9, the concept of place value and idea of decimal numerals. Just like this sequence, a lot of work done by Indian mathematicians reached the West through merchants and became the backbone and foundation of the work carried out by great mathematicians like Newton. But let us keep this topic for some other day and come back to our beautiful sequence. The sequence is now defined where the first digit is called F1 and its value is 1. F2 is also 1 as it is taken as the sum of F1 and 0. F3 is 2, F4 is 3, F5 is 5, F6 is 8 and so on. If you are surprised with 0 and F0, then let me explain that if the nth term in the sequence is the sum of previous two terms or as we say Fn is equal to Fn minus 1 plus Fn minus 2, then we could rearrange these terms and arrive at Fn minus 2 is equal to Fn minus Fn minus 1. So that means F0 is the difference between F2 and F1 or F2 minus F1 and that is 1 minus 1, so 0. And it does not stop at F0. We could similarly define F minus 1, F minus 2 and so on. So F minus 1 will be F1 minus F0 and that is 1. F minus 2 will be F0 minus F1 and that is 0 minus 1, so minus 1. Like that f minus 3 will be 2, f minus 4 will be minus 3, f minus 5 will be 5, f minus 6 will be minus 8 and so on. This sequence is called Nega Fibonacci. Do you see a pattern? f minus 1 is equal to f1 as both are 1. But f minus 2 is minus 1 while f2 is 1 you will find that f minus n is equal to fn in value, but the signs keep alternating. All the values of f minus 2, f minus 4, f minus 6, basically all the even terms are negative. Pingala Hemachandra Fibonacci sequence has several amazing properties and mathematicians continue to find more and more. Let me just share two such properties with you. The first is, that if you take any three consecutive Fibonacci numbers, the square of the middle number is always one away from the product of the outer two numbers. Meaning the square of the middle number is always either one more or one less than the product of the two numbers that are left and right to it. Let us see some examples. Let us take 8, 13, 21. So you can see the square of 13, that is 169, is one more than the product of 8 and 21, that is 168. But if I take the next sequence, that is 13, 21 and 34, then I see the square of 21, that is 441, is one less than the product of 13 and 34, that is 442. The second property that I want to share with you today is the connection between this sequence and the right angle theorem of Bodhayan and Pythagoras. Starting with 5, 
every second number in the sequence is the length of the hypotenuse of a right triangle with integer sides. That means the square of every alternate number from F5 onwards, such as 5, 13, 34, 89, can be written as sum of the squares of two integers. So that's a beautiful property. And Pingala-Hemachandra-Fibonacci sequence touches not only many areas in the world of mathematics. It can be found in several places in nature also, like branching in trees, number of petals in a flower, arrangement of leaves on a stem, the fruitlets of a pineapple, the flowering of artichoke, an uncurling fern, arrangement of a pine cone, and so many examples. Lilies and iris have three petals. Buttercups have 5 petals, uh, delphiniums have 8, corn marigolds have 13 petals, some asters have 21, whereas daisies can be found with 34, 55 or even 89 petals. Cool, right? So now I break the talk on Pingala Hemachandra Fibonacci sequence to an end with a little homework for you. Divide few numbers in the sequence by the number preceding it in the sequence like 13 by 8, 21 by 13, 34 by 21, and so on. And see if you find something. Yeah, You can send me your findings by email on mathisfunpodcast at gmail.com. Now it is time for the answer of previous week's puzzle. The puzzle was, Amit, Anu and Alex work at a stationery store that sells pens, erasers and pencils. Amit says, 7 pens and 5 erasers cost the same as 6 pencils. Anu says, 4 pens and 9 pencils cost the same as 5 erasers. Alex says, 6 pencils and 3 erasers cost the same as 4 pens. Only one of them is lying. Can you tell us who? Well, this was an easy puzzle and many right answers came in. The first right answer came from Ms. Radhika Gupta who is working as a data scientist. She rightly pointed out that combining Amit and Anu's statements mean that the price of 11 pence is equal to minus 3 pencils, which is not possible as prices are positive. Similarly, combining Anu and Alex's statement means that 15 pencils cost same as 2 erasers, which is of course possible. So either Amit is lying or Anu and Alex both are lying. Since there is only one person lying, then it has to be Amit. Well done, Radhika. We wish you all the best in your career as data scientist and hope that you will keep listening and sharing this podcast with your colleagues and friends. And now it is time for the puzzle of the week. So, today I give you a new puzzle. Imagine there is a square of nine boxes, you know, three rows of three squares each. Now I am telling you that the number in each box is the average of the two neighboring numbers, where a neighboring number is the number that is above, below, left or right of the given number. Now you have to find out if all numbers are same or can you find an answer where some or all numbers can be different. You can send your answers by email to me on mathisfunpodcast at gmail.com That is M-A-T-H-I-S-F-U-N-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com 
the best answer will get a mention in my next episode once again thank you for tuning in if you like mathis fun podcast then subscribe it on your favorite app and share it with your friends family colleagues and classmates remember fun is multiplied and not divided when we share it with others i will see you again next weekend till then enjoy your math and have a great week ahead bye bye